Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. BK's Bullets Video Games Edition with my buddy Jim Afanis. Yo. So, uh... And Olivia. And Olivia. This is Olivia's first podcasting live podcast, so you may hear... I apologize in advance for any burps, giggles, squeals, cries. The farts are all me, though. The farts are all Jim. Actually, Olivia farts, but I don't know if you... The mic will pick it up. So if you hear something... I will. <laughs> if you hear something... Too bad. Deal with it. We're doing this live. And I know at least we've confirmed last time that at least three people listen to this podcast. Yes. Because I was a man of my word and I emailed each of those three people. A dollar. One American dollar. I did. <laughs> I did. Well, good for you. So at least three people listen. It could be you with three different accounts. No, it was not. It and then was you felt not. guilty as you were creating your Google account it was the fourth not. time. I, I steal enough candy from your cube, from your cube mate, that I don't need your three dollars. I don't need your stinking three dollars. Need your $3. So Jim, 2014 is about to end. Let's let's talk about games of the year. As always, we're very well prepared. Yes. No <laughs> list in front of us. No, no categories. I just, just have to say off the cuff. I'm gonna be doing a lot of vlogs about these, but so this I was actually kind of thinking about this, which is good. Kind of framed in my memory. Good. This was the year of disappointments. Oh, big time. Big time. This, that, this, that's, when I think of all the things that happened this year in video games, all the bad releases, all the controversies, um, Resolution Gate because of Watch Dogs, oh, Unity, Drive Club, oh. Titanfall. What's which, wrong with Titanfall? Where is Titanfall? Just that it, wasn't, it didn't last as long as people wanted. People hyping up. Master Chief Collection, another example. Yes, yes. The press hyping up these games because they go to special press events. They all get the little buttons, PlayStation giving out um, embroidered PlayStation consoles. Go to these super events, getting the press all wound up. They go write these reviews, give Master Chief a 10 out of 10, and it's broken. I think it got a 9, technically. Well, whatever. On IG. 9 too high. <laughs> Meanwhile, quality games like Double Dragon Neon gets a 4 out of 10. <laughs> haven't forgotten. Still on that. Haven't forgotten. Xbox 360 Arcade, for those who don't know what we're talking about. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that this was by far the biggest year of disappointments. So when you, but, you know, I got to say, to me, the games that really bombed, I think everyone kind of knew the writing was on the wall. And I, I wouldn't even say like Watch Dogs was really like a failure. I liked it. I, no, it was I didn't a great think. Game. I didn't play it, but it did, certainly seemed like it worked when it came out of the case. But Unity bummed me out as a huge Assassin's Creed guy. Canceled my pre-order. I didn't buy any Assassin's Creed games this year. It's just I the didn't first. Either. This is the first year since forever I can think of that. I, I mean, have. not even Black Flag. Like, you know, we were talking yeah. about Black Flag mm -hmm. or not Black Flag. Uh, what's that called? Rogue. Assassin's Creed Rogue, the Xbox 360 and PS3 only title. Yeah. They're talking about that maybe being the sleeper hit. Yep. Nope, came out. Everybody's like, oh, it's more of the same and kind of didn't pan it, but we weren't impressed but with it. It's weird, you know, the reviews. If you look at a lot of those reviews when they compare, you know, it's okay to compare a game to another game. Everyone loves Black Flag. Then Rogue comes out and they go, oh, it's Black Flag. It sucks. 
Then Call yeah. of Duty comes out, and it's identical to Call of Duty last year. Like, it's a great game. So I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, uh, I don't understand the disparity between that. I think because if that... I'm wondering if that had been the only... If Rogue had been the only Assassin's Creed game that came out, and it worked. Right. Unlike Unity. Right. Then it, maybe it would have gotten higher scores. That's why I'm not in the review business anymore. I still write blogs, but they're all opinions now. I don't do reviews anymore. I, I quit the reviews. Because you're so disappointed on the quality. Yeah, because I, I feel like the amount of um, I feel like the amount of not not pressure, but it's 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 a very subjective thing, and it's hard when you give somebody a, a definitive you know like number or whatever. So I'm out. I just still do opinions though. That's okay. Opinions are fine. That's what this podcast is all about. This no, these are facts. Opinions. This this podcast happens to be facts. It's not a hundred percent facts. Like fact. The multiplayer in the new Halo is freaking amazing. Yes, so Jim That's came cool. over today uh, specifically to play the Halo 5 multiplayer beta on my Xbox One, which he doesn't have yet. So we can rub that in his face, and I'm sure there'll be a PS4 joke in here somewhere. Uh, but yeah, Jim, so you played multiplayer, you played a couple matches. I did. I What'd played you think? through... Okay, so the history on that, I, I'm a big Halo guy, but I'm a bigger Gears guy. So... But I, I have history with both multiplayer, and I, I have to say that the lobby system up leading to the last Halo and Halo 4 and everything, I thought the lobby system was awesome. It worked really well. You could pick the maps you wanted, you could pick the people, you could, the, the way the party system integrated with live, all the customization, you could pick your loadouts, the way your color, color schemes not so much because you usually default to the red versus blue but at least you could pick like different helmets and that sort of thing and i thought that was awesome and then i heard all the nonsense that was the legacy of halo 2 yes all that building upon right. halo 2's innovative party system and i thought when xbox live launched and i thought that that was so cool and then i heard about all the problems with master chief collection i saw that today and it works, but the lobby is just, it's not what you expect. It keeps knocking you out back to, like, the main yes. multiplayer screen. I showed I showed Jim first. I said, here's Master Chief Collection. We went into the single players for Halo 1 and Halo 2 and showed him the switches between and the advancements that have been made. He thought that was really neat. That was awesome. Um, and then I said, okay, jump into a multiplayer match, Jim, and tell me what you think of this. Right. So it took a little bit to connect... And then Jim played the match. Match played fine. Yep, no lag, no hiccups. Everything worked just as, as advertised. And as soon as it ends, right back to the beginning. Yeah, like what type of game do you want to play? Not, okay, next match in this game type. Like every other yeah, video so game out there. Were, so right, so if you're playing with a group of people, it cleans a slate. And it's just, that's bad. So I was kind of disappointed by that. But then I jumped into... Which is odd to me that, you know, that's not how the other games were. The other games were continuous yeah. running loop. So why was that code written to, I don't know, that, that must be a soft gap because it was so broken. And why, why was that not fixed first? That seems like something, yeah, that, that seems like a big error on 343's part. And a lot of people had concerns that 343 Studios, when they picked up the torch from Bungie, would drop the ball. But Halo I, 4 proved that they have skills. I liked Halo 4 a lot. I liked the multiplayer a lot. I liked the new... The sound effects were blew me away, I think, to how different and throaty all the guns sounded. And that was great. I've, I, I said the same thing. The criticism of the first trilogy is now the second trilogy. I think the story is just so wacky and it's hard to follow sometimes. 
I, I don't even know if you could explain four to me again, and I even remember half of the stuff I did. There's that big guy at the end. And Cortana dies, and she's not punched dead. him or something, and yeah. flew a spaceship. Didact or something. The didact, yeah. I mean, I get it that how it ended where, you know, Master Chief's in some strange land, but then he's back on Earth. I don't know. Whatever. Jim, Spartan Ops is upstairs. We could go Figured and play out. through Spartan Ops together. We could. Split screen. We could. We may. <laughs> we may do that one day. Not today. Well, maybe one day. <laughs> so anyways, um, so thankfully, whether, I don't know what, I don't know what the design philosophy going into the Master well, Chief collection I think, was. Uh, well, I know for a fact... They have they put a there's a Halo Two documentary. If you have Xbox, you can go watch this. Um, it's an hour long. It's about the making and remaking of Halo and Halo Two. Basically, is what it's focused on the ten year anniversary. They talk a little bit about one and redoing that, but really the main focus is on all the shit they put into Halo Two and the Master Chief Collection. It's basically it's like basically a big right. long ad, but it is you know if you got an hour to waste, it's pretty entertaining. It's well done. Right. Um, but uh. They, they talk about the company. There's a separate company they subcontracted the remake of these maps for. So a separate company did that. Then they went over to this company in Russia. I think it's called Saber or Europe somewhere. It's called Saber. And just like the Halo 1 remake they did two years ago, this company, Saber, did the remake of Halo 2. Okay. And I don't know if they you know, did the resolution and frame rate stuff for 3 and 4 as well or if that was a 343, but it seems to me... Halo Master Chief Collection does not work as well as it should because it's such a patchwork of different companies' works. You know what that I mean? That makes sense. I it's mean, not one focused effort like Halo 5 I think what bums me out is, you know, when you watch the gameplay of it, it looked really, really good. And how they showed how seamless everything was, I think a lot of people got no, the the, mold, the single player is fantastic. I mean, everybody bought into the best playlist and custom and just play tank levels only or just play whatever. And somehow that was all lost on multiplayer, which is frustrating. So, thankfully, Guardians, Halo 5, the multiplayer, at least the beta, I know, you know it crashes, whatever, I don't care about that, because that's, to me, the beta. But to me, that looked awesome. That looked a lot better. A lot, lot better. Mm-hmm. And, um... <laughs> she's distracting. Sorry, Olivia is so cute. I'm watching her. She's finishing her bottle. I think she's like choking or something. Yeah, she's coughing a little. She was thinking about how bad Master Chief. Halo Chief was making her cough. That's right. So, but five is good. It does the lobby system again the way it should, which is a sad thing that you actually have to say the lobby system makes the multiplayer better. But I think that just goes to show how broken Master Chief Collection is. That you're talking about something as trivial as the lobby system. Yes. And suddenly it's like... Oh, it's Not the gameplay, the lobby system. Right. So, okay. So, ignoring all the how you get in the game, which I hope they'll fix on four or Master Chief. I don't know. But... On five. What I liked about five was the new... Um, there's some new moves. You can now, like... Uh, Climb up walls kind of a little bit. Which Jim really didn't master. No, I didn't. I, I did horrible. I, I think, tried to tell Jim, okay, double jump here, well, do this, do that. I was and shot. The one in 16 that I pulled off <laughs> had nothing to do with the fact. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with the fact that the, uh, I didn't know the buttons or the fact that I was trying to like look around the world while I was getting shot at. But I like the new charge. The Spartan charge is cool. It reminds me a lot of what the uh, Titan has in Destiny, where you run it, you run and it's a, a kind of slam attack. 
The little booster thing is cool. I mean, it's definitely a copy from uh, Advanced Warfare, the new Call of Duty. But I will say it works well because there's a time limit on it, so it's not something you can spam. Like in Call of Duty, you could just rock it. Like you could boost. Oh, the you can do the, the entire time. So this kind of has a little cool down, which I appreciate. For me, at least, I like it a little slower. And that new move, um, was it like the Spartan Missile? Or what? It's like the, you jump up in the air and you press and hold the right stick down. And it's, they call it the ground pound or ground something. Pound. And you do like a missile into the ground. I, I can't honestly see how that's useful for anything at all. Yeah, you have to charge it. The problem is you jump up in the air with the A button. Right. And then you press the right stick in and then you have to charge it for three seconds. So during that three seconds, you're in the air, you're no weapon, yeah. you're going to die unless you're like, no one's around you and you're behind somebody. And That's I how have I a, thought. And I have a feeling that if 343 does their homework, which I hope they will, I have no reason to believe that they're not taking this information from the beta and they're going to tweak that ability to either be shorter amount of time or allow you to shoot. You know, or I, I think like a second and a half is long, a charge something. up thing, a second and a half is long enough for you to be vulnerable to get shot at, but not long enough that it's never, like, I feel like right now it's too long, yeah. and there'll be very few times in this beta will it'll actually be executed and kill somebody. But I, I do have to say that I appreciate that they're thinking outside the box, and it's not just a facelift, but you're getting new moves now, you're getting, um, even, the, even the talking that the characters do between each other, the way that all the maps now have... Uh, like there's each part of the map has got a name like the blue room the red room the observatory north whatever and you'll hear your teammates call out so-and-so died here that kind of stuff it, it's smart it's a smart design and it I think it I think it makes a, a, a very good core multiplayer experience it adds enough layers to it without muddling it up without making it a whole new game well now you have some communication between the players right but you don't have to be on the yeah. On your headphones, listening to some twelve-year-old to curse you out. Right, and it's like like when they say the sniper rifle's coming, which is like a rare weapon that spawns on the map. It tells you, hey, we got it. Hey, they got it. It's little heads up like that. It doesn't take away from the gameplay. It's just it's it's add-ons if you want them. If you want it, it's there. If you don't, ignore it. It doesn't change how you play Halo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now the real meat of what I want to talk about: game of the year for the last. I think two episodes that we've done over the last six months, you've oh, maintained Destiny. Look at the time. Crappy game, but my game of my the year. My game of the year. My game of the year. It my was. game, I heard this so many times on the couple of episodes we've done since Destiny come out, and at work from you, talking just every day. I don't know if you... What is your game of the year for 2014, James Ifanis? I don't know if you could hear me cutting the humble pie, but I'm getting ready to eat. <laughs> I was first before I get into my big reveal. I have to say that. Let's talk Destiny. So let's Destiny go about for that. a minute. Only because you brought it up. <laughs> if I hadn't brought it up, you would have swept it on the road. <laughs> Destiny never existed. No way. Destiny is. I think Destiny was in such a good position, and the reason I was so hyped on it was because it was the real first next-generation game that I had. That really looked good, that really sold me on a vision of this is what next-generation can do, the graphics, the, just the, the world that they created, the, the, the way they hyped it up, you know, all the stuff that they had announced from um, 
all the E3 that they had done, you're going to build this fire team, and blah, blah, blah. The game came out, a lot of fanfare. I obviously hyped the crap out of it. I got the Ghost Edition twice, sent one back because it was damaged. Thank God I bought two. I think, isn't that the reason you bought two? I did because I was afraid, and sure enough, Amazon's was smashed and all broken up, but that was okay. Best Buy came through. I got it, got my little Ghost. Gameplay fell flat, and all the things that they had promised, and there's YouTube videos. I implore you all to go look, and I'll get into my little rant on that later, but. All the promises they made to us were not kept. It wasn't open world like they said it was. No, far from it. The the very re repetitious um, go defend Dinklebot. <laughs> very repetitious. Well, you didn't sense. have to defend him you know, because you didn't. It was just the enemies didn't fire at him; they fired at you. Which would have at least made so you're it not somewhat even defending him. That would have at least made it more interesting. Otherwise, you're right. You could go run ten rooms away, and that was a good enough. I think on the moon or Venus or some one of those things where you're in the archive, it's the archives on Venus. It says defend him. He's at the you know he's opening up the archive. You can run to the and it's a huge yes. room. You they can, come from all corners in that one area. You can go hide them. Run all the way around. They'll come to you. They don't go fight Dinklebot. Right. And it, it fell flat. And the story was gutted. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that it was a much bigger game that was gutted. A lot of people seem to think that the story, the introduction scene that you see was actually custom just for the EXO, which is the robot. That's why you just pop up and start moving again. Because it wouldn't explain if you're like a human, suddenly you just wake up and- you Well, know. I'm the awoken alien guy. Yeah. And I have the same thing and it's it doesn't like- doesn't make sense. You're like, wait, wait, I was laying in a car dead or what, what didn't make sense. So, and even like the, there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. As time goes on, I believe them more, but we'll never know. Um, I, I hope that, the, and I, I I still enjoyed it, but I will say that as other games came out, naturally my, my interest has waned, but I, I'm not a fierce defender of it like I would say of Gears well, I, or of other I games. I feel like your really your enthusiasm dived when the first expansion came out at the that beginning of this month. That was what did it, and I wrote, I wrote so many articles about this pleading to the internet. Please, we need to make sure that this DLC fixes core elements of this game specifically with the story there's a lot of loose ends and what did they do they introduced a brand new character who i don't even care about i did three missions with her and now she's just another vendor in, in the tower it means nothing to me and it's i think of storytelling i think to me like blizzard blizzard entertainment if you go back and play in the old warcrafts or starcraft those guys tell a story you care you care a ton and i think the people at Bungie who wrote Master Chief, which again, I said their story sucked. So maybe. She still cared enough about that guy to play. I did. I did care about the Master Chief, and there was enough, there was enough small little snippets out of it that I got that made me care enough. And I never got those wild moments in Destiny. Well, I think. I, think I the, never got that big battle. The thing with said. Master Chief and Cortana is they found really good voice actors to give those characters life. Master Chief would not be Master Chief without his gravelly voice. I don't know the guy who does it. No, I agree with you 100%. Cortana would not be Cortana without the girl who does her voice. I agree. And, and the, the way that they wrote their banter as they, you know, three and four came out, you know. Yep, they helped. They, they, you're helped right. make those characters believable. You're right. There's nothing in Destiny at all like that. There's not. 
And yeah, I never, I never really cared. You're right. That the, the banner between the two is important. I didn't understand a lot of the original Halo story, but I understood enough. Like when the at the end of three, when the ship separated and Chief was lost in space, and everyone thought he was dead. Like there's a lot of those moments that I could look back on, and I could go into like these really wow, like that was really cool. And I don't have that best. I can't think of anything. I mean, I played with my buddy, who's not Brent because he doesn't have a. PlayStation, I mean, he might, maybe he should get one. But I played with a couple of my friends and it was fun, but there wasn't anything I could look back on like, boy, that was really cool the time that we blank. And I could think of every other game I've played that I had those big moments and I lost, for some reason that was lost on Destiny. Well, I think the raid would be one of those moments, but you can't get in the raid. You have to have a pre-made, which I, I got into the raid and we had some fun, but it... I don't know. I, I guess from somebody, I guess from a guy who plays Warcraft, getting 40 people together to take out the Lich King, or 30 people together to take out the Lich King. That was epic. Getting six people in a room to shoot. You know what I mean? Like, to, for me, from the history I have, an MMO, okay. I'm constantly in parties, I'm constantly in 10 mans, I'm in PvPs, 15 on 15s, and we're communicating, we're in guilds. So that. That part of it doesn't do anything for me. I need more than that. I need more than just, hey, there's a bunch of guys in here. There's a common goal. Well, yeah, I got that. So that was lost on me. So for all those reasons, even though I like my little Dinklebot, little ghost figurine, I have him in front of my... Finally got him to balance. I did. Finally, he doesn't tip over now. I have to say my game of the year is not Destiny. <gasps> Shocker. Even Olivia is shocked. Even Olivia is shocked. And I'm going to take the safe route and say my game of the year has got to be Shadow Mortimer. Yes. It's got to be. And I say, I say safe route because, I mean, a lot of people like it, so it's not like I have to defend it. I mean, it's, it's just a great game. But all the things I just said about Destiny that were broken, I can tell you specific events and things that happened in Shadow of Mordor that made me care. Yes, that I will agree. That's the best game I played this year, Shadow of Mordor. The way a lo- the way a lowly Ura could kill you, rise to power. You could fight him and still lose. He could rise to power again. When you finally get your revenge and you just make your own little story, inside of that, inside of that game was amazing. Olivia agrees. No, Olivia doesn't. Olivia does not agree. She doesn't agree. She didn't like the Uruks. They're scary. She didn't like Uruks. That's <laughs> good. To me, that was just that, that blew my mind. When, when you could, you, when you could write your own story in the lore of the game, just have your own re- field for revenge yeah. and just plot your own. Your five war chiefs were not the same five war right. chiefs that I had to fight. And the guy that that I, the one Uruk who killed me with a shield, who got stronger and stronger, like immune to everything. When I finally killed him, it was such a great moment for me, and I finally got him, and I was like, yeah, it felt really good. It was. A, sense of like yes you know I never got that in Destiny now you did finally beat the story mode on that right I cleared the game I never got platinum because some of the achievements were just stupid okay my biggest thing with the the great thing about that game is that is that nemesis system and the way the Uruks mm-hmm. when you're when you're just playing running around fighting people that's a great part I liked the things where you once you got to be able to control the orcs the Uruks, yes. you could like, you know, make, make sure yes. one guy rose to power. You could, instead of the things, there were missions called ambushes where you had to basically stop one war chief or one guy from getting more power. 
once that guy was under your mind control, you had to go figure out a way for him to get more power. Right. You had to go take out his competition. or Yeah. That, that to me, fun. opened the game up a whole, even more than the Nemesis system did. Yes. But I was disappointed with the story because, like, the final boss was really not... The final boss was pretty lame. Was not a boss. I will say, as somebody who... If, just look at famous franchises through the year. Go back to Assassin's Creed. The first Assassin's Creed blew everyone's mind away. You can climb on buildings? Yep. Sneak through the, you know, everything, it was amazing. Yeah, but you looked at what she really had to do. It was like purse snatching, random assassination, yeah. go pull posters down, that was it. Yeah. And everyone, that was that was the foundation. Then you got into two and all the new side missions. Then you got a brotherhood. So I see this game as, I mean, it can only get better. They're not going to change the Nemesis system. They'll probably tweak it, which is what everyone likes anyway. You're going to get better graphics for the next one or upgrades. And then, oh, by the way, whatever. I'm really curious to see if they do do if they do make a sequel to Shadow of Mordor, or if they don't just take the Nemesis system that they've designed and put it into a better game or a, a different, a newer IP that they think will go further than the more than the I mean, Lord of the Rings franchise. Shadow of Mordor could have ended in just. I mean, the story because it takes place in between. They're kind of bound yeah, by what... You don't interact with any characters at right. all other than Gollum right. from the movies. They don't want to treat it really as like canon. They don't want to mess it up. They're not saying, oh, in an alternate universe when blank happens. Yeah. They, they're still trying to weave it into that overall narrative. So I, I agree with you. They could probably take that mechanic and just call it something else and scratch the Middle Earth. And it could just be something else. And I, I, some of the most fun I actually had with that game was um, the last uh, free DLC, which is another reason I love that game, is they're giving away free DLC, which wasn't a ton, but... But it was skins and new runes and stuff. The last rune, you got, I forget the girl's name, I think it was like Illith or something, the blonde-haired girl, Uh you get to play with her. And it was just a very different, to me, I don't know why, just because I was playing with her instead of Italian, it was just a very different game. Now, the cutscenes were still him. Yeah. The Uruk still like her referred animations to you. were different. The Uruk still referred to you as a guy, but the way she used her powers and everything, was it was fun. So I, I could totally see, I agree with you, I could totally see clearing out that piece and just giving that person new powers or whatever. But if they want to continue, that's the franchise, that's fine. If they think there's enough meat to dive into and some random baddie who matters enough... That wasn't somebody that the movies took care of. Yeah. It was a big enough threat. I, I was really um, impressed by the way that they married the sword play with the Batman combat system. Yeah, that was Which, very, very fluid. You know, Lord of the Rings was a Warner Brothers game, basically. Or, what is this called? Shadow of Mordor was a Warner Brothers game, and so was Batman. So they had full license to lift that, probably. Yeah. Or some deal they worked out in between the smaller companies right. to move that combat system over. Because it was basically, if you play any of the Arkham games, that combat system carried over to Shadow Mordor. Right. But what I was really impressed by was how well they improved upon it for swordplay. Because yes. just playing as Batman, I don't think... That you could put a Batman's hand, uh, a sword in Batman's hand in that game, and that game play as well. Right. But they, you know, the way that they made the moves look, the way that you could chain things up and move at any time. It was very fluid. It was and very it fluid, and it was a man. I wish now I wish Assassin's Creed 
had had that combat system the entire time. Yeah. Because Assassin's Creed's combat system is so stilted compared to what's Assassin's in Shadow Creed, Mordor. I haven't played Unity, and we've talked about some of the biggest disappointments, but um, yeah, if it's, if it's any, I haven't played Unity, but up through Black Flag, the combat system was stand there and wait, and then parry and do some cool finish. Counter, 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 yeah, attack. Just stand there and wait. It was yeah. not like Shadow Mortar where you could just throw me in a room of like 100 dudes and I'm just going to just start dropping bombs. I think a lot of that maybe has to do with like the climbing and stuff of Assassin's Creed, but Batman, you can still climb. You can still use, you know, he still had his grappling hook and stuff. Once you got a wave, like they figured out, I feel like game designers have figured out that, okay, when you're in combat, your controls are this. Right. And when you're out of combat, your controls are that. Right. But it feels like Assassin's Creed still hasn't figured out how to fully give you combat controls to where it's like... It seems like they're more know. favored towards... The, the climbing mechanics, I mean, like, you look at... Like, think about Assassin's Creed, the level of how you could climb to, like, the detail. Whereas where in Batman and in Shadows and Warver, it was... He'd leap up a building in two bounds. Yeah. It wasn't as yeah. dynamic. So, you're right. There's probably a mix in between there where they could probably dial that back a little bit to give more... Yeah. More combat. I agree with you, though. Um, I, I loved it, and that was... You know, I, the combat system was a big part of it. The nemesis system was a big part of it. Getting a ride, like, those big... The Karagors. Karagor things and gold. What the, the Karagors are the little wolves. The, yeah, like the wolf. That big, gar- I, I can't think of the guy's name, but that I don't know huge what that's dude, gargantuan-looking yeah. dude. It's bigger than a cave troll from the movies, basically. Where you could use your arrow to teleport where you wanted to go and like That was the best move of all of them. Use your wraith power, travel with an, a wraith arrow. And then reappear. Just and appear behind the guy's back and stab him in the throat. That was awesome. Getting the minions to fight with you on the fly, and then just flipping the button, and they just their heads would explode, uh-huh. which is amazing. So is that your game of the year? I would agree. That's the best game I played all year. Um, my my close second would be runner ups. Yeah, runner-ups. my close second. I had a lot, of, a very good time playing Laric or Tomb Raider, uh, the remake, remastered edition on my Xbox One. Very well done. Um, I did spend a lot of time this year playing. Um, I think most of I played a lot more Xbox One than I did 360. You know, after I finished Black Flag, my 360 kind of got, you know, not put away. I still use it downstairs for my Hulu and stuff, but playing games on it, didn't play a ton of games, I think, after Black Flag on it. I'm laughing only because I remember... Am I wrong? No, 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 you're right. I, I don't know what you Do you remember me talking about any other game after Black Flag until no, you got the no, Xbox One? No, but I remember if we dig in the archives with BK's Bullets... We had the same conversation where I said you need to upgrade to a one or a four. Yeah. And you're like, no, no I got lots of life left. Yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> here we are a year later. It all changed on Brent's birthday um, when he got the Titan. I do up. like Forza a lot. I do like Forza. You still play that a lot? Uh, I did play the last time we podcasted with Comic Timing just uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, I was playing Forza while while podcasting, and that was that was. <laughs> You know that explains it. <laughs> no, I, I'm still paying attention. I like it because it's, it's, it's enough. <laughs> it's enough that I can I can pay attention in game, but yeah. it's not so intensive that like I need to be very precise. I gotcha. I get like I beat a whole series of events I'm while we're huge, podcasting. I was a huge fan. I mean, I still have it. I just don't play it anymore. Of Forza Horizon, uh, not not Horizon, Forza Four. I loved it. I love spending 
I would sit there for hours and just do time trials and try to tweak my car, tweak my car, change my camber, change my brakes, an aero package. And I loved, I loved that game. I like, I like See, I the think you'd like I think you'd really like Horizon 2 because my understanding is if it's anything like the original Horizon, that's where you just, that's like just Skyrim of cars. You just drive around and explore and just do different well, I, I speed like, traps. And, I like the tracks. I like learning the tracks and learning, okay, I need to let off the brake here and, yep. and do this well, and that. That's kind of what I did. Yeah, just time trials. You know. What was fun, what I really like about Horizon and one of the big things that when I eventually get an Xbox One, I want to get Horizon 2. I'm surprised they, they haven't come out with a wheel yet. Yeah, they, they, that's, that seems to be a dying industry and I don't know why. But it was the on the fly. Because you loved that 360 I, wheel yeah, when you got I, that. I don't for really play 360 anymore, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was like a little tiny, you just hold it in your hands like a letter U. Well, your your big thing about that wheel was the the triggers had a longer pull Long on those. Long pull triggers, that's right. Just the, on the fly, you could be driving around in Horizon and just pull up next to a guy and immediately, seamlessly, it's a race now. And they'll just randomly pick a point on the map and just go. And it did infinite replayability, infinite. That was a lot of fun. So, okay, what have name one other... Um... Played a lot of Horizon, or played a lot of Forza 5. You know, I played some Titanfall, but I didn't fall in love with it, so I got rid of it. You know, um, I played a lot a lot of Destiny. I'm a level 25 guy right now, but um, the DLC came out, and I let, you know, I was I didn't buy it right away. I, I, Jim was already getting it, so I waited for him to play it and said, what do you think? Should I invest 20 bucks? And he was like, Pass honestly, you know it's not yeah. enough. If I didn't buy, if I didn't have the Ghost Edition, I would have been very disappointed in my purchase. Yeah, so I'm not gonna do any of those DLCs. So I think I'm, I'm gonna put Destiny away. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. I feel kind of bummed. I mean, I spent a lot of money on it, but I don't really care. But um, you know, I was really hyped up on that game, and it never, it never came to fruition the way I, I hoped it would. It's a real bummer, you know, for budgets. And that, you know, that's kind of what I was starting to say when we we started the show was, you know. This really was a year of disappointments. And I mean, you look at like, you look at a lot of these games that were hyped that just fell flat. Or okay, they... so, so Destiny came out of, well, well, it was just a disappointment for a different reason. Because Destiny came out of the box. It was worked. technically fine. There was nothing, there was never like just, server lag. It was a subpar game for what we were sold on. Right. And we, there was a lot of hype. And I, I, it's funny because I wrote an article, Don't Believe the Hype. <laughs> All aboard the hype train. And I talked about five games when I wrote the article back then, of things that were that fell flat. And I'm like, oh, and it, it was written in response to, or in preparation for Thief, which I'm a huge Thief fan, huge Thief fan. Right. And then I never bought Thief. I rented it to do the review on it because it was so bad. I couldn't force myself to give these guys <laughs> money. Right after I wrote the review on Hype, then I turned around and got all wrapped around the axle on Destiny, and I felt it fell apart. So, I play a couple more games than Brent does. I mean, no, Brent, Brent's busy being a dad. <laughs> got now. new responsibilities now? Come on. Brent's a dad first, and then a gamer second. I'm a gamer first, and I'm not a dad, so by default I win. Um, I've been playing... I'm all over the place. I've gotten... You know, I'm very... Eventually, one day I'll get an Xbox One, so that's on the back burner for now. I would have to say, I mean, obviously I said Middle Earth was my game of the year. I would say the two other games that I've played the most this year, not necessarily that they're my games of the year, 
I've been playing a lot of the new Call of Duty, the Advanced Warfare, and I'm finding that with that game, the and that this is coming from somebody who didn't play old Call of Duties either. So this was from this is from a standpoint that I think I played Modern Warfare three, I skipped out on Black Ops two, and I skipped out on Ghost. And then when I came back in to Modern Warfare or Advanced Warfare, that's when I realized how much how great of a game it had become. While Brent's texting, I'll keep telling you more about it. And the uh, the to me, what made that game so much fun was the Pick Thirteen system, which I know that they had worked on during Ghost with the Pick Ten system. But with the Pick Thirteen system, you really get a lot of customization in your your loadout. So I play as like a purely stealth guy. I don't have any cool gun attachments, but I have all the mods that gives me a bigger map. I'm completely invisible, transparent, and it's it works for me. As opposed to somebody who's really twitchy and likes to run and gun, they can do that too and it works for them. There's probably people who don't even look at the map. I look at the map more than I look at the game screen because that's just how I play. I'm very methodical and slow and how I do things. Hmm. So. I think you'd like that one, and I keep telling Brent to get GameFly because he buys these games and sells them for pennies. And well, he made, made. you know, I was talking. I was talking to Ian last time we were recording regular comic timing. He was yeah. saying after we were all done that uh, him and his girlfriend had had GameFly, and they at their time at that time their experience was that you know they had the top three games and uh, like the way that Netflix did their DVD queue was if. Something if the next thing on your queue was unavailable, right? It would go to the second thing on your queue, and you'd get that. And then once you return that, yeah, it'd go back to number one. Well, he found fa- he found that um, anytime he had to have something that got skipped, they just kept skipping it. Like uh, it would go, uh, you'd have back. one number one, and then it would wasn't available. It'd go to number two, then you know three, four, and never roll back to number one. Uh, so I haven't tried it out yet. So we'll see. Well, um, the other game. So I, I hope Brent gets into that because I think he'd like it. And after you play Destiny's multiplayer, it seems like I'm picking on Destiny a lot. <laughs> after you, this, luckily, you know the best thing that ever happened in Assassin's Creed 3 was Destiny. <laughs> um, what? Why? Because we used to shit on that game. Now we're shitting on Destiny Oh, uh, uh, yeah, um, I gotcha. I, I think back to how some of the shortcomings that I felt in Destiny, how the new Call of Duty fixed those. Um, just the, there's a lot of latency on Destiny's side. You like punch a guy and like two seconds later you die. You both melee each other and die. You think you don't that's have, a 30 frames versus 60 frames? Thing? I don't know if that's a 30 frame. A lot of people like to use this term netcode. Battle, from a Battlefield 4 vet here will tell you that the game was broken on the server side. Or the, uh, yeah, the server side, not the client side. Uh-huh. So, I wonder if Destiny has some issues with that. I don't know. I mean, the frame rate definitely helps. I mean, Destiny, I think, is a prettier looking game in terms of still shots, but, I mean, you saw it. I showed you when you were looking up at the horizon on Destiny. You're like, oh, yeah, it does look skippy. Yeah. It looks like things are... But only when I was looking for that and not getting shot at right. did I ever notice that. Well, that's the kind of game, and if Destiny is to stop the smell of roses and go explore the world kind of thing then that's obviously something that needs to be investigated. So, there's that part of it. The, um... Is your iPad? Your iPad rings, though? Yeah, my iPad rings with my phone for some reason. Ooh, fancy. Um, the other game, though, that I played, I would have to say my runner-up game of the year, 
I just have to say two of them. Lately, it's been Dark Souls 2, which, um, they're getting the important. Uh, Dark Souls 2, I'm a huge fan. My mistake was I jumped right into Dark Souls 2 right after beating the first one, and I got Dark Souls out. But after taking some time off and coming back, that is such an amazing world that they've created. And if you're like a lore, or like a, a buff of just, you know, the, the, uh, the environment, the ambient environment of a game. Not really spelling out things, but you kind of piecing the story together. It's such an amazing game. There's so many stories within stories of that game. Even like the descriptions of items and stuff, they tell you so much about the world. So I'm really enjoying that, but I have to say, probably Heroes of the Storm, which is the uh, battle. I got into the alpha. That's the new. I thought they made it fully beta now. They're opening up more alpha. And then I think the beta, the plan is to go beta in 15. But their beta is like a real release, right? That's, their alpha is like a release. That's the Blizzard. That's the Blizzard way. Uh, MOBA. Yes. I've been, playing, I've been playing, I probably logged over 100 hours of that, playing with the uh, Don't Get a Big Dick Clan. <laughs> Shout out to my homies. Uh, we play a lot of that together. That's an insane amount of fun. So, very different than League of Legends, very different than Strife, very different than anything I've played. Is you feel like it's more friendly? There's like, definitely yeah, yes and no. More casual friendly. It is. I mean, I think the nice thing is, what what hurts to me, what hurts like League of Legends and those other games is you don't relate to any of the characters because you have you'll have the you have like the Disney uh, arc, you know, the the standard kind of like villain. You know, like a thing of like close your eyes and think of a Disney villain. We'll think of like that in a video game. Think of like the princess, think of like the right. goofy support characters. That's how all these League of Legends and all those other games do, because they don't have any license and there's you don't really get a sense of like why is this guy fighting? You don't really care. Uh -huh. But when you take Arthas, the Lich King, when you take Thrall, when you take Diablo, Jim Rayner, Tyrael, Tyrael, Tychus Finley, those guys have substance and you put them in a game. Even if you put them, just inserted them into the existing League of Legends game, you just change their skins, it would be better instantly because you relate to those characters. So, um, in that sense, the community is a little more involved in the story and the character, the history behind the characters. And I think because of that, it's you're on more of an equal footing with. Um, other people's enthusiasm, they're not really crapping on things. Like, oh, it's cool to have a, a Rainer and a Tyrion. We haven't had that combination before. So that's kind of neat. Um, I mean, you're still going to have people. Now, they did. you can't talk to the other team. They, they blocked that. You can only talk internally. You still can have people who can be snotty, and that, that does happen, unfortunately. But um, it, it does seem more tame in that respect. And the gameplay, since it's now team-based, let me explain this to you, but... You know, League of Legends, you only got experience if you got the final hit. Uh -huh. So what you would do is, let's say you and I were on the north lane, and I was getting my ass beat, and you knew there was no chance I was going to win, you would turn around and leave me to die. Because what's the point? If you're not going to get the kill, what's the point? What most people do is they stand on a call sniping. There's a couple other terms, but sniping is probably the most common one. You know what a sniper is. It's the same thing. You stand there and wait until somebody gets like, I'm about to win a battle. Then you come running out of nowhere and use all your like ultimate moves, and you get the points. Oh, I don't get any reward. Ooh. You get the level I don't. And what happens is towards end game, you'll have guys that are level 15 and guys that are level 7. And a level 15 guy can take three or four level 7 simultaneously. That's how disparaging the, or, you know, how different the skills are. 
as opposed to Heroes of the Storm, everyone levels simultaneously, whether you're fighting on the front field or whether you're back in town picking your nose. doesn't matter. So it involves more team play, and it, 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 it's to your advantage to help your team whenever, wherever, because you're all going to level at one time. So I think that philosophy does also kind of eliminate some of the animosity. Hmm. So, and it's still an alpha, so right now the only people playing it are people that really want to play it. That sign up for the beta or the alpha that are really in, heavily invested in the game. So right now it is a good community, and I've met a lot of cool people on there, and we've become friends, and they've they've joined the the Big Dick Guild. We've knighted them with our big dicks, <laughs> and uh, you know that's okay. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it was fun. Well, I think I told you we were playing StarCraft sometime, and we were about to win, and we always write GG, good game. Uh-huh. We wrote GG, and the guy wrote, "Don't get a big dick." Because we kicked his ass. <laughs> and we thought it was funny. We're like, yeah, don't get a big... So we immediately... Guilt that should be the name of our guild. Yay! <laughs> That's funny. So, anyways. Um, but I would have to say, those are the games I've been playing the most. I have quite a backlog of other games that I'll be working on in the next six months or so. In preparation for the big 2015 releases and all that. But I have, I have probably seven games right now that are... Either in their wrapping or never, you know, I haven't even opened yet. I got a couple Wii games. I got a. And if you noticed, interestingly enough. I was surprised that uh, Super Smash, Smash Brothers, Brothers or no. Mario Kart did not make your I kinda, you know, top list. Mario Kart was fun. And I think the reason why, you know, Mario Kart, it was a lot of fun. I, I haven't really played it in a while. It's ama- It looks amazing. And it, people say, well, is that really a, a char- defining characteristic? Well, considering that the Wii U is so underpowered, uh-huh. it really is. To so the way they made it look that game and how tight the controls so are. Smash Brothers does not look as pretty. Smash Brothers looks amazing. To me, I've always complained, and this is still unfortunately true. Smash Brothers controls, especially the jump mechanics, are too floaty. It's very hard to do pinpoint precision accuracy. It's not like a Street Fighter game where... Um, you can, you feel like you're in complete control. Sometimes you're kind of just on autopilot, almost. When you move, it's very floaty. Now, well, I will, if they could fix that, that would be like the game of the century. Because I, I but would, I think it's supposed to be more casual. That's the thing, and I, I, I have a hard time with that. It is more kid-friendly, and that it does fit that kind of style. You don't have to memorize a bunch of button combinations right. to execute. But, not, even, not, e- not even just doing attacks, but just how you walk around. Like, if you wanted to take just one step to the left or the right, it's very difficult to consistently do that. Because you, you, you're always, like, two steps or three. Yeah, it's kind of just... It's kind of uh, arbitrary. and random, almost. Huh. But I will say that it creates such nostalgia and the feels that you get when you play that game. I mean, like... I'm Little Mac from Mike Tyson's Punch Out, fighting Yoshi on Fox McCloud's ship from Star Fox, and it's just you get these weird mixtures of this. Almost going back to why Heroes of the Storm I think was so great. Uh-huh. You almost get that sense of um, excitement, but in a in the in the Nintendo world. So if you if you didn't grow up on those kind of games, it probably means nothing to you. But it's cool to think of a weird universe when which Bowser and Peach are teamed up against something else. And you can almost create these little stories in your head of why things are happening and um, the moves, the, the weapons that you get, 
Um, I think I told you a couple. You can have uh, Duck Hunt, the dog from Duck Hunt. He's actually a, a playable character, but um, the actual ducks will come attack you, and they look like the pixelated ducks from the 8-bit system, the little tanks from Advance Wars, a lot of like little nostalgia things that true people, not true, but fans of the fans of Nintendo since the 80s will recognize. Like, oh my God, that's a guy from Hogan's Alley. People probably don't know what the hell Hogan's Alley is. What the hell is Hogan's Alley? But I see it. Don't tell me. I'm like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. And that's, you use him as a weapon, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's like playing a game and suddenly you're, it melds in Oregon Trail and you're suddenly shooting people. Or you're, you know, you're in your little tent. You know, mm-hmm. it's very stylized type of character interaction. So I, I think that's awesome. But it doesn't make my list solely because of the controls, and it, sometimes it feels like a chore to play it. I got the Wii U Pro Pad, and it helps a lot. It's basically an Xbox... 360 controller with the analog sticks inverted. It looks identical to a 360 controller, except that the left thumbstick is, in rever- is inverted with the D-pad. It's a, they're both at the same uh, height. It's not offset. But it's still, I have a hard time moving around, and it, that, that's the only reason. If they could fix that, I would probably do nothing but play that game, just from the nostalgic standpoint. You know what I mean? So, looking forward to 2015. Okay, 2015. 2015. Uh, what is your most anticipated game for 2015? Well, you know, there's still a lot. I mean... I know a lot's to be revealed yet. We don't know. We don't know. I, I'm going to have to... It, it's but a, at this point. It, it's a toss-up right now for me between Bloodborne and Halo 5. Okay. So you're looking at me with a blank strip. I have no idea what No, I know what Bloodborne is. is. I know what Bloodborne is. It's more Dark Souls punishment, which... It's not. That's the. That's oh, what I'm curious about. Say now. It's from the game company from software. The, the founders. And the, the name is so terrible that you have to call it the game company. Yeah, because otherwise you say it's from... From, from software. Or otherwise you say it's from from software. Right. That's, what? that's a terrible name. That's fine. And they're a Japanese company. It should be called like... Takeshi or Takeshi. Taipei or whatever. Takeshi you know? Taipei, yes. We just offended everybody. <laughs> Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Shanghai. Shanghai. Whatever. Um, what I love about the 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 lore of Dark Souls, like I said, like I said, it's it's hard to explain in a brief amount of time. You probably think I'm a quack. The the lore behind Dark the Dark Souls world is amazing. You could write novels on it. To me, it's like it's it's on par with. And I never read the books, but I know all the history behind um, Middle Earth and like the Lord of the Rings, the whole Tolkien verse. Uh-huh. It's on par with that. I really believe that. If you look at all the different, if you just, and even the interaction between characters from the first game and the second game. So they have a, From Software makes amazing games based solely on just story. Like I said, I think you could write movies and novels. And I, think be, I think people would be interested in it. Some of the heroes and stuff that they talk about. So if you take that, strip away the aggressive dying and very frustrating dying, and make it like Devil May Cry-ish. Not that extreme. That's where Bloodborne is, I think. And it looks, it's more of a hack and slash, it's more arcadey, more forgiving. But I still think it's going to maintain those roots of... More fast-paced? Yes. The thing, when I watched you play the first Dark Souls, when you were doing that... I was in Blight Town, by the way, and it was the laggiest shit. Um, Brent lasted about two minutes. The thing that really turned me off was you had that endurance bar. Yes. 
and you had to battle that. It looked like you weren't battling the character, focusing on what he was doing. You were battling that bar. You were. You always focused on where that bar was at. Do I have enough? How much is this going to take? Blah, 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 blah. The and because because of that, you died so much because you, you missed that the guy was coming and you couldn't block them because you didn't have enough endurance bar to throw your shield it up definitely there. definitely tests your it definitely tests your uh, ability to multitask in a sense once i saw it. that i was like oh fuck no no way the worst thing is the worst feeling in the world is fighting a boss you're about to get the final shot and you're out of stamina and there's nothing you can't roll away you can't hit and you just stand there and you say oh your stamina does re- Punish quickly. Just put on the... There's a ring. I think it's called the Covetous Ring, which increases your stamina. Let's pretend you don't have that on. And even if you did, it still takes a second. You have to think three moves ahead. You have to. I, I can't tell you the number of times I've been one shot away from a boss or another guy, and I did nothing, and he turned and killed me. And I could do nothing about it. And had I, re- had I not run in, if I'd walked in, if I'd not rolled in, if I'd not held my shield up and let my stamina refill just that much faster, I would have got the kill. I believe all that's gone, and this looks to me like a more hack and slash. Mm. So I'm, I'm optimistic. Now, I, the true fan of me in Dark Souls is bummed out. I'd rather than just make Dark Souls 3, but considering 2 came out in March, okay, take some time to make a great game. So it's a different direction for the studio, and we'll see how it does. And then obviously um, Halo 5, because I just a little bit of the beta I played, uh, the fact that you could zoom in now with the main, uh, it's not the submachine gun, but his main assault rifle, I guess. Any gun. Any gun. But just the fact that they had that, the way the HUD was laid out, it seems like there's a lot more attention to detail. The way the controller, the so, left. So the 30 minutes you spent playing that this morning jumps to your most anticipated, wow. I was already anticipating it anyway for another reason. is because that was going to be my entry point to an Xbox. Okay. It was going to be... Um, yeah, I still want Dark, I still want Dead Rising three. I, like I still dream about that game. It's not. It's on sale on Steam. I can get it for PC now, but I just I feel like I don't know. To me, it's a console game. You only played all the other ones on your console. I don't get a joystick and everything or a gamepad and hook it up, no problems. But I feel like that would be a great addition to a game library for console. And I'm more console than PC. I really just the only thing I do on PC now is Blizzard. That's all I play is Blizzard games. I don't play Steam anymore. Okay. Um, so, but I was already anticipating it anyway, but seeing the level of detail they put in, when you reload, just the left side of the stick vibrates because that's where your hand goes up in the clip. The, um, the, the, the interaction, the interaction between the other characters and the, oh, so-and-so got the sniper rifle, man down in the red room, whatever. I feel like they're really pushing the genre farther than they did between three and four. I haven't played it. I don't know. This is... Solely my impressions, but I, just, I get the feeling that they're a little more brave now. I think Halo 4 was like, okay, don't screw it up. We're just going to be an autopilot. Yeah. And we'll make some new sound effects, and we'll introduce a new guy. Some new weapons. We'll do a big, oh, Cortana died, big shocking moment or something. Like Spoilers! Yeah, whatever. It doesn't make sense anyway. I don't think she's dead. I don't know. No, but, no you know what I mean? Like, it's there, there's that, there's that. And then now you go into 5, and now it's like, okay, now we're, you know, now we're going to really push the bound. And I hope, I hope that's the case. And I have a feeling when Halo 5 comes out, that's when I'll probably jump in. Unless there's some crazy, crazier sale. <laughs> oh, did you hear that Microsoft is now, this is the first month they beat PlayStation in sales. I did? Well, November was the first month. Did they say anything about December yet? It's not over yet, but okay. I, think, I think PlayStation took over again. It's a fluke. But hey. 
Nah, I don't think so. You think they were giving away all those, um... Probably those bundles. Bundles and stuff? Yeah. Okay, after a quick break, we're back. Um, I was saying, uh, I was about to say, I think my most anticipated game for 2015 at this point is Arkham Knight. Um, that game has been pushed. It was supposed to come out in the fall. Then it got pushed till February, and now I think it's coming out in June 2015. Let's see if it doesn't get pushed again. But Are you going to buy the $200 edition no. Batmobile? Um, I'm not going to spend $200 on a Batmobile. I have other responsibilities now. And uh, I was looking at, they have the lower tier collector's edition with the statue of Batman. The statue is not near as pretty as any of the Batman black and white statues I have, which I could go buy another one of those for that same price and get a much better quality statue, especially after I saw the way the Dark Souls one that you bought came out, their quote-unquote statue. Compared to what I have, have bought and seen that the it's, comic companies produce, it's a lot lower quality. Oh, yeah, totally. Than, it's, uh, it's just plastic with, yeah. That's what anything that I have. So museum quality, but it's not. Yeah, it's BS. Um, so I'm not going to do that. I'll just get the regular game or get it from Gamefly or whatever. But I think these pushes back, they're gonna. it's really going to be super polished. I hope so. And, you know, I, I'm kind of curious if maybe they got the word from one of the other game companies that, you know, that so-and-so was going to turn out really bad. And, you know, so they decided they didn't want that on their game. They've had t two really quality games, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. And Arkham Origins came out last year and, you know, worked, but wasn't a great story, wasn't really a great game because it was just kind of more of the same. I'm all for a company taking time. So I have no. I have I'm so hoping many games to play. Don't it's gonna rush. be super polished and come out great. And I feel like that would be a, a great game of 2015. I agree. I don't take as long as they want to make it right. It's only gonna come out once. One first impression. And if I'm getting day one patches that are like a zillion gigs, then I'm gonna be mad. And if I buy it, the multiplayer doesn't work. I'm gonna be mad. And if I buy it, you know what I mean? It needs to look perfectly. Yeah, I, I don't want multiplayer in Arkham Knight. I haven't heard anything about it. Or whatever, yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just they had it for Arkham Origins, and I played two things of it, and it was total crap. Um, I just hope that they just get rid of Arkham Knight. Batman multiplayer does just doesn't work, because you can't all be Batman. You know what I mean? Well, didn't you say it was... Um... It was two on... It was like five on two... Two players were Batman, one player or one player was Batman, one player was Robin, and then the other four or five people... It was first-person shooter, right? Kinda. It was third-person. So it's just like you're playing the Batman game. It sounds almost identical. If it... And then everybody else had guns, and you could gun down Batman and Robin, but Batman and Robin, you were confined to the ground right. in ramps as a thug. And, climb and if you ramp. got enough Batman kills or whatever, you could unlock Joker or Bane. That sounds identical to Splinter Cell. Except Splinter Cell is first person. Yeah. It's two agents versus four Splinter Cell whatever's. Um, and the, and the, 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 there's first person shooter and they could climb in and out of rafters and use stun guns and tasers and all that stuff and they could go where you could. Yeah, but being Batman works in a controlled environment the way that yes. they have it set up. Right. Uh, being Batman does not work when other players are running around loosey-goosey. You can't, you can't do a, uh, you know, a jump takedown and land on the guy. Right. Because right. people are playing it like they're playing Call of Duty. They're running around constantly right. trying to shoot the other team, you know, right. and it just didn't work for the way that the Batman games played. So for me, Arkham Knight, I'm looking forward to it. Big Batman fan, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
after that, I'll, I'll say Halo. You know, if we get a Gears game, I think that'll be very interesting to see what that is. I, Maybe. I, I, do you I, think we're going to get a Gears announcement at E3 or no? I, I, I was kind of optimistic when I saw E3 last year because... I thought they were going to talk about it, and they didn't. But they did show the Gears logo at the very end when they were just showing the splash screens. But no, no announcement. Um, I don't think you're going to see that game until 16 in the earliest. I don't think, you, I, I don't think so. It'd be really goofy of them to release two shooters back-to-back. Yeah, so I do think teaser that would be a good a cycle. If you saw Revving, throw me a bone, let me know you're working on it. It would be enough for me right now. But you're right. Um, I, I don't know. Announcement would be nice. It'd be nice to see something. I think that would be a cool cycle is like Halo game and then a Gears game the yes. next year. Maybe you have a third title. Yes, and you have a nice rotation of first party. One, time. two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. I don't know if... Well, now that I think about it, I don't know if a Gears announcement would be good only because you'd get me hyped up and now you're going to build expectations you know, bigger than the game's going to be. When you have these games that take forever to release and then they finally come, you're just going to annihilate it. That's like The Last Guardian for PlayStation, which was a freaking right. near PlayStation 3 launch title. And now we're eight years removed. And uh-huh. they're still talking about it. <laughs> I mean, Team Ico puts amazing stuff out. I don't know how you could have a company running on fumes for eight years. It's an internal Sony-owned company, so it's probably just like a side... They're just pumping money into it. Side company. Yeah, they probably just don't care. It's probably a skeleton crew at this point. But, yeah, I think you get stuff out too early. That, that, may, be, that may not be a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I really have a lot of faith on... Or I have a lot of hopes on Halo because, you know, I was very against Xbox One's policies when they launched. And they've done a lot to fix that. And I said, I always said that, and I still maintain, I will always get first part, I will always get multi-platform titles on PlayStation 4. That's a no-brainer now. But I was waiting for that big push into, can't step it. I know, it's not a dog. You should say Olivia. I can't, I can't get wound up about games that come out for the Xbox One if they're not that great. And I can't say Dead Rising 3, as much as a Dead Rising fan as I am, I can't say that's a system seller. I had thought that Sunset Overdrive would be the system seller, but I don't think it is. I don't think it's a bad game. I hear a lot of people give it good marks, and a lot of people say it was a lot of fun. I hear a lot of people say it. And I I watched a gameplay video back when Rev 3 existed, and they talked about how hard the game tried to be relevant and funny and edgy, and it sounded like they took that in the direction. I didn't think they were going to take that game in. So that wasn't the system seller. It'd be something I'd get. When I got the console, I'd sh- I'm definitely well, going to go back and it, Remember that ad that started out, it looked like a Call of Duty or Battlefield game? Yes. And then the yes. guy popped in and he's sunset overdriving. Yes. He's like, forget this nonsense. This is bull crap. You know? Yes. And they're bleeping him and stuff. And he's just running around. I think it would have been a more fun game if instead of shooting these... Um, energy drink zombies as you work. I did the, I had access to the one day pass What's for Black minute, Friday or whatever, just 24 hours. Just to get your, just just to get your feet your wet. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it wasn't 100% awesome for me. I thought there was a lot of things like I thought the jumping and bouncing and stuff, while cool, a cool idea wasn't as intuitive 
you know, I, mean, I would have liked it to have been a little easier to do all that, I guess. My biggest complaint was um, I'm trying to grind on a rail, and they make you really want to make you grind on a rail. Well, if I'm jumping on, if I land on a rail, why can't it auto grind? Why do I have to press X? Right. Why can't I just stand next to a rail and press X and have them jump up and, and grind? Yeah. If they're gonna make that the to give you more points to do all that things, they should make it really easy for you to do that. And then also too, while they were making fun of you know being really tongue in cheek with a lot of things, at least the point that I didn't get to, they weren't really like. Uh, <laughs> I thought maybe they would have made fun of a lot more games. You know what I mean? Right. Here's a Call of Duty type situation. You go bust it up. Or here's a, a Jazz Jackrabbit to have a callback from old times. Or Super Mario or whatever. Like, look at this idiot. He's jumping on mushrooms. I think, you know, a genre mashup Sunset Overdrive might have been a little bit more fun I than think. just what it was. Because what it was was a colorful third-person shooter right. with jumpiness. And a tongue-in-cheek vibe. It I mean, wasn't that, that. It wasn't truly original. I mean, wasn't Deadpool kind of the whole premise of Deadpool was it was making fun of the game while you're playing the game and making fun of. Yeah, the but history. Deadpool, even in the comics, he was making fun of being a comic book. He knew the thing about Deadpool in the like, comics he, he is knows he knows he's a comic book character, and frequent at least in his own book, he'll talk to the reader a lot and be like, "This is a stupid situation" or something like that. That was the appeal of that character. It doesn't really work when he's interacting well with the rest of the Marvel Universe. Gotcha. Um, sometimes it, though, it's a lot more subtle when he does that. Like, and he'll pop up in an event book or an Avengers book, and do that. But you know, in his own video game, probably works really well. Or if you know the Marvel Alliance, which, what have? Where's that game? Where's? Uh, give me another a Marvel Alliance like, three. You know they went. They there went, was a DC one that never did anything else with. They did the Marvel game, but they went in a really weird direction. Where you pick the Civil one, War, yeah. And it never really. You pick one of three like pre-made characters, and never really took off. Yeah, I think I got back to the roots of the fun. Ultimate Alliances were great games. I don't know why they wouldn't do that with the the success that Diablo's had. With four-player co-op, yeah, I think they everybody controls a guy. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be really good. I mean, the Marvel Online was okay. DC, or, um, I think it's called Marvel Online. Marvel Heroes. Marvel Heroes. Marvel Heroes. That was okay. I mean, we beat it and moved on to the next thing. But that was kind of in that light, almost. Um, have you have you looked at the DC Infinite Crisis MOBA? I haven't heard much about it. Um, I got it. You gave me the beta thing. I got into it, and it was broken. And I tried again, and it was still up- updating and broken. And Have you I tried it since? A, no, I haven't. I'd like to, though. I, I mean, think I, you might... I, if it's working, you might enjoy that because you're saying the what reason you just, like the Blizzard one is the characters. I was just going to say it'd be probably really cool in a Heroes of Storm type world if you had a DC world where you're like Batman teaming up with, you know, whoever. Yeah. Different yeah. villains or just random characters from that world I think would be awesome. So, no, I haven't gotten to it. I'd, I'd like to go back. Now you remind me, I want to go back and try it. Okay. So, Jim, biggest disappointment of... 2014 in games. Now, it could be a game you played. It could be gaming news, gaming, uh, uh, you know, scandals. Biggest disappointment. Gotta be, only because I'm such a huge fan. It has to be Unity. Watch Dogs bums me out because... And, and the thing that bummed me out about Watch Dogs was... The, the controversy that I talk about when I talk about Watch Dogs was the PC version that gimped graphics. That's when we as a, a consumer first learned about what they call industry experiences. 
So industry, so what, what's an industry experience? Is that the word they used? The Basically. Invite only events. Or no, 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 not even that. Like, the, it's going to look identical on the three, on the four, on the one, the 360, whatever. Oh. We want to have the same game. So we're going to dope PC and PlayStation 4 graphics yeah. because Xbox can't handle it. I thought they called that like an experience. I don't remember the word they used, but that's when we first learned about that. When they basically said, no, we want, we want you to have the same experience on this and that. And we don't want to pick favorites. We don't want to say that the Xbox version... Look, we all know the Xbox isn't as powerful as the um, PlayStation 4. So instead of saying, well, as a result, we're going to give the PlayStation 4 better graphics. No, we're not doing that. Instead, we're going to dump... You know, we're going we're gonna to basically use 80% or 60% of the console. And for some reason, PC gaming has always kind of been exempt from that. Until now. Until now. So that, that's not even the scandal. That doesn't bother me. I mean, that bothers me, but I love Watch Dogs so much, even with the subpar graphics, that I really don't care. Um, but it had to be Unity. As a huge Assassin's Creed fan, we all know the three blew it. Then you come back with Black Flag, which was an amazing game. Amazing, amazing game. And then you turn around and release a broken game. The first Assassin's Creed game built from the ground up. And this is what they do with it. Yeah, I, I, I so don't... So to me, that was my big... From somebody who's been there from day one, who's bought every game on launch day from Assassin's Creed back in 2007, I was playing these games. It's, now. it's really puzzling to see, like, you look at right. Assassin's Creed uh, 2, Brotherhood, whatever the hell, you know, Revelations to 3 to 4, there's a progression. Yes. There's a line of progression. Yes. And then to go to Unity, it's almost like the line of progression goes to Rogue, which is kind of the same as Black Flag. It's a placeholder, maybe improves on some things. Right. But... There's no line of progression from Black Flag to Unity. I think, yeah. I think other than max characters on screen, which nobody complained about in those games. Like, yeah, no, nobody no. was ever like, I need more people in the city. It felt fine. It sounded like, I mean, from what I saw of the video, and it's always, that's something I learned as I started to write more professionally. And the, the, the information that the press often shows you is very misleading. And they purposely frame, just like movie previews, I guess. They purposely frame in certain things such that it looks differently than it really is. So it's so, and I didn't really notice that until I was forced to go back and do reviews and look at games critically. But from what I saw in Unity, I think one of the biggest features that they never really talked about was this dynamic on the fly. Missions can happen anywhere. You could be walking on the street, bam, you're in a mission. It wasn't like, go talk to this vendor, two-minute cutscene, go kill somebody. You could just be walking down the street, overhear people talking, and suddenly get involved and want to go participate. So to me, that could be a great progression into the next genre. But nobody knows because the game is so broken, you're battling the you're battling such horrible frame rate issues and people without faces. And if you have a if you're a PC owner, they force you to use Uplay, which is their online handler like Origin or Steam or Battle.net's app now. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work well and you're getting kicked off and you can't do parties very well and it's not seamlessly dropping in in, in the way it should. So 
to me, that game was a colossal disappointment on every, on every aspect. Now, if they did truly fix the frame rate, which I've heard now, 26 gigs, 26 gigs of patches later, they fixed the game by removing content. That's like two-thirds of the... I'm sure the game was 30 gigs. It was about 35 to 40, yeah. Do you move no. A half to two-thirds of the game oh, patch. Oh, yeah, 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 no, you're right, yeah, yes. Just in size. About, I just thought about the install original one. Yes. You rewrite so much of the game by gutting stuff out. You give away people the season pass for free. You're giving them other games now. They know it's broken. They're just going to throw... That's why I feel like that's almost like you just pretend that didn't happen and move on. And I, I'm a big fan of the whole Desmond thing. Like, I was very interested in the story. When he died, they found his body. Now, apparently in this one, you're like... They're doing autopsies and you're like dissecting... I don't know how it all worked. I haven't played it. I don't know. But I love that element, but... I feel like if you make the cut now, which I am, I almost feel like I have to play Unity to appreciate the next part of it. And I don't want to play Unity. Like, I, I feel like they broke it too much. Do you think... I don't want to reward them. Okay. Do you think they're going to take a year off, maybe? Are we going to see the next so. Assassin's Creed at E3 or I hope they not? take some time off. You know, it's funny because we always think that games are in a bubble. Games make more than films. Absolutely. Games are the, like, number one... Or one of the you know like biggest revenue type things right now, you know. I mean, that's Blue Pass. I mean, I don't think it's on a level like Disney and theme parks and stuff. But games make a lot of money, and what really um, what really floored me was, or not floored me, I found interesting was that Unity actually lost money for Ubisoft. Ubisoft stock actually went down. Because of the negative press, this wow. this actually does have. In I know fact. we talk about a podcast and everything, but there's really money behind this. This isn't just people saying I like you know Flint Family Wars, Battlefield's better than you know Call of Duty, Gears is better than this. People legitimately lost money because of this. So I hope that they look at this and say, "Geez, maybe we shouldn't be doing this right now. Maybe we should take a step back." Maybe the annual uh, release cycle is dumb. It's a broken model. It works for Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is different. It's not really an open world type game, and it's got such a passionate fan base of multiplayer. You build a multiplayer, you build on it. You build on it, That's you build on do. it. My, and and you can design a, a single player campaign and add right. some bells and whistles to make it look nicer right. Right. from year to year, I, I feel like. You know, that's really where... But then you strip that... So, a Halo... Or, Halo. Unity is... Assassin's Creed doesn't really have that anymore. I mean, you did see we saw there was a progression, the single-player aspect. But um, I would say more people are probably leaning away from the whole Desmond story. That's why, in the new story, they went so much... Black, the Black Flag really eliminated a lot of that. You had to really go hunt and peck for that. I, I think so they might be in an identity crisis now where maybe a good time to take a couple years off or some time off and reevaluate because they're going to have to do something truly amazing and win people back because I'd say a lot of people like me, hardcore fans, were now alienated. Well, they, they, I'm sure they took a lot of time to build the first Assassin's Creed engine, right, in the first game. Yes. And there wasn't, it wasn't a yearly franchise until, what, the third Assassin's Creed 2 game? Yeah. With uh, Ezio. Yeah, it, didn't, it, it was. Yeah, it wasn't really until um, I think Brotherhood when they really decided to start making it. Yeah, well, they, they did make. They it. took two years between then and improved their engine. And what they right. probably should have done is if they had uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue in the pocket, 
Should I just put Rogue out on the old systems this year, and that be your your game for the year? Right. Your Assassin's Creed, and spent two years working on your new engine on this new hardware. Right. You're so cute, Olivia. And you know, came out with Unity next year, because it's not like <laughs> what was that? It's not like Unity was gonna come if they push right. Unity next this time next year. It's not like it was gonna come out and everybody be like, oh, that game looks like last year's new gen hardware right. games it looks like total dog shit you know right it's pretty enough it would have passed muster you could have added some other bells and whistles right you know i agree i, agree 100%. I think you would have been okay i agree and i i look at i look at where the franchise is going or where it's come from its roots where it's going to be going next and it it is really a it is really a bummer what they did and it is very frustrating and i, I can only hope that they realized what the damage was done here. I think they knew it was broken when they released it, and they just didn't care. And that works exactly one time. You're going to get that cash grab one last time. And they did. I hope so, they take two years between these so large I think, games. I, I, think this, now. I think this idea of rushing least. a game out and then it being so broken, I think they realized that's probably not the best business model. And I mean, Far Cry has a number of sequels, and that's a Ubisoft game, but that's not a yearly franchise, you know? Yeah, Far Cry. Yeah. And Far Cry 4 came out a couple years after Far Cry 3, and are there huge complaints about it? No. Does it work when it launches? Pretty much. You know, I'm, I'm, I think Flying there were some issues, but... You haven't lived... Nothing like Assassin's Creed Unity. You haven't lived until you're flying a little one-man helicopter, shooting an elephant in the butt with a machine gun, so he goes nuts. And destroys a base. You haven't had, you haven't lived until you've done that. It's too much fun. I wouldn't say Far Cry's game of the year type thing, but it's it's a great game. Have you played enough of it that it? Yeah, I'm. I'm, you I'm could, at the that point, you can definitively say definitively say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got about thirty hours into it, but I wasn't doing story. I'm the, one of those guys who goes and does all does all the achievements and stuff first. So. I, or, you know, the exploration. So the world's enormous. I mean, I, I, I easily see that being a 100-hour-plus game to get everything done. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing all the little side missions. I'm doing all the... I'm leveling up, you know, very slowly. You know, you have to kill... Just like Assassin's Creed, you have to go kill animals and get their pelts and turn them into armor upgrades and that sort of thing. I'm doing that. That's the kind of progression I'm doing. I'm not actually advancing the story. But it's a good enough story where I, I could feel that. But So I know it's not above, above Ubisoft to make good stuff. And last year, I think I ran into this was the year of Ubisoft. I know my E3, I know when I, I know that when I wrote uh, for film games I, on E3, I said Ubisoft was one of the winners because they had Watch Dogs coming out. They had Assassin's Creed coming out. And a hidden Assassin's Creed. And then they unveiled the new Rainbow Six game. They Far had Far Cry 4 coming out. And then I was just like, there's Splinter Cell in the background. Where's that been? Is that going to be a next-gen? I thought they, they were theirs to beat, but, man, I, you, I can't say one game destroy, definitively destroys a company. And if anything we've learned this year, there is redemption is possible. And I look at, like, EA, which is the worst game, worst company in America twice. They've totally done a 180. They're a lot more uh, sympathetic to fans. They've slowed back on the craft and... Well, Star Wars Battlefront comes out next year, right? Right. That'd be interesting. That's a fan. That's a fan-based game. Huge fan base. They're doing that for the fans. I mean, that's kind of like let's say they don't normally do things for fans, but that was really like a homebrew. Do you think Battlefield Four sucked so bad because they were starting up on Star Wars instead of polishing that? I don't because that's a dice game as well. Battlefront. That's a good question. I don't know how much. 
And they're, I think they're using that engine. Oh, the, it would be the Frostbite. The Frostbite. Frostbite 3. I don't know. That's a good question. You always wonder. I mean, there was a huge scandal a couple of years ago with uh, Colonial Marines. Yeah, yeah. Where it turns out that Gearbox had licensed out the work to another company. And they weren't even... They were just skimming profits off the top. And um, So, I mean, that, that does exist. And it makes you wonder. As games get bigger and there's more, and there's more integration between different companies... It makes you wonder, and that's why I think there is such a movement lately for indie games, because they're easier to manage, and they're more true to a vision, is where I think Ubisoft... When you have, when you have microtransactions and Unity to open a treasure chest, something is seriously that, broken. That really turns me off from the game, You've honestly. really broken something. Yeah. So, I, I hope that they learn from this, and... I mean, you know, you're only as good as your next game, and your last game, or whatever, but... It wouldn't hurt for them to take a break. Olivia agrees. But Olivia, I think you're right. We should talk about that. My biggest disappointment slash laugh of 2014 yes, your... would have to be uh, Drive Club. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's give it a good laugh. <laughs> there were so many. There were so many. I, um, I totally forgot but about Drive, Drive Club. Drive Club. supposed to be a, a... I'm just... I'm purely bashing PlayStation now. I admit it. Um, you know, but I don't have anything invested in PlayStation, so I'm free to talk this way. But, you know, it's supposed to be a, a PlayStation Network launch title for PS Plus, big Yahoo last year. pushback this last year. This is actually a 2013 and 2014 Yes, and 2015 right. if it never comes out for PS oh Plus. Oh my god, you are so right. Um, you know, and the game, the game finally launches, yes. but it doesn't launch on PS Plus, only if you bought it. And apparently the P- suckers who bought it still had problems with the game. Still this is what I don't understand. Is that they know that it's coming for PS Plus, but they bought the full version anyway ahead of time, and then the game launches and it's crap. Why did they buy it in the first place when they were gonna get it for free? I understand that it's it was gonna be like a gimped version, like not gimped graphically, but you know you're only gonna get a certain number of cars in the PlayStation Plus version. Please pay money for the full amount. So there's. But why wouldn't why as a gamer you know it's coming? You already have PlayStation Plus. If assuming. Why not get the PlayStation Plus version, see if you like the game, and then like pay more money to... The, I agree. It's a There's, new IP, it's unproven. I don't see that there was any reason for anyone to buy any, put any money into this ahead of time at all. There's been, and I'm astounded that people did. There's been a huge campaign on the internet. It's been circulating and it's growing in momentum still about don't buy pre-orders. Don't do pre-orders anymore. I can tell you the only reason I still do pre-orders is because Best Buy will give me $10 to do it. And I have one week, just like I did with Unity, I pre-ordered Unity. I have one week to pick it up. If within that week I pick it up, I get my $10 gift card and I still get the game. And I got the Gamers Club unlocked, another $10 off that. That's the only reason. And what happened with Unity is I let it lapse. I didn't get it. Uh-huh. So they called me, hey, do you want it? No. Put it back on the shelf. Oh, okay. So I'm sure they sold it. There's a lot of so there's a lot of hype to get pre-orders because people know they're going to get money, they're going to get exclusive cars, exclusive tracks, and the people that are really passionate about something will buy it. Now, specific to Drive Club, I'll agree with you. If you're going to give me a pretty much a glorified demo, let's play the demo. They already said people who get the demo and then upgrade to the full version of the game and get it at a discount, but I don't know why they didn't do that. But, and you're right, Drive Club was supposed to be a 2013 title, and it got delayed, 
delayed, delayed, delayed to March, then it's July, then it's like June, whatever it was, August. And whenever it came out, it's still broken. They don't even talk about it. It's like the black sheep of PlayStation's family. And it's like, now it's delayed for PlayStation Plus until further notice, right? Uh, yeah, so was, forget about it. They actually hyped it up as a launch for PlayStation Plus. They, they hyped it up at the initial launch of PlayStation 4. Then they announced it as a launch title for, I think it was like August they were going to give it out. And it got delayed again. So yeah, I'm thinking like mid-15, if at all. They might just pretend it never happened. I, I would think, just don't release it at all. I think it's so broken at this point. Evolve Studios, or I think it's, it's either Evolve Studios or Evolution Studios, whoever made the game. They gotta be sick. Sony's gotta be sick. That's the biggest egg on their face. You're it's, just right. a, it's just a bummer if you're a racing games fan on PlayStation. We have nothing. You We're have nothing, nothing to play. Not, you gotta nothing. come to Xbox to play the wonderful Forza 5 or Forza Horizon 2. Yes, those are great games. The only, the only real competition of that is Gran Turismo. And we haven't had a release in that in a couple of years. And the last one we had wasn't even really a full release. So Maybe Gran Turismo will finally give you those rearview mirror lane lines. I know. No games have that. <laughs> Every racing game I've ever played does not have those. You like that? You like Watch Dogs that. doesn't have it. GTA, I haven't seen GTA yet. GTA may have it. The new first person GTA. Yeah. If they did, I would, that would be amazing. Because that would mean they'd looked at everything. Yeah. That's a game I'll get into eventually. It looks unreal. Amazing good. Looking good. But there's still, I guess, so many other games right now, they'll be discounted. I'll probably get that. And that game is so deep that, you know, right. that'll be a game you play over so many lots of times. Right All right, Jim. I think that's enough for 2014. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope Olivia wasn't too bad. She behaved pretty good, I think. So uh, we will catch you in 2015 with the next edition of Video Games with BK's Bullets. Maybe you should call it BK's Bullets and Bibs. BK's Bullets and Bibs now? Or sorry, BK's Bullets and... Well, what if Olivia's not here the next time we record? Then what? BK's Bibs now? Maybe we can talk about, about looking at our... Maybe we could eat lobster and go record and wear our Ooh. own bibs? Ooh, big spender. Yes. All right. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. God bless America.